Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Uninformed Podcast, the most sultry, smooth, succulent, sexy podcast in the world. Jesus Christ. I'm gathered with Sexy Ethan. All right. All right. I'm gathered with (laughs) Pretty Boy Tish. Yo, yo, that's what they call me. And I'm gathered with the beautiful, bodacious (laughs) Jonah. Hey yo! All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. So I was just putting on my uh, my my sexy voice for you guys because today we are undressing. Whoa! Like, whoa. whoa! All right. Yeah. Late we're night episode things, here. We're making it hot. We're getting a little sexy today. So that being said, I figured I'll give Tish 15 seconds to be as sexy as possible. Go. <laughs> Ooh la 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 la. Man, your uh-huh. women are uh-huh. one lucky group. And uh, they just come here. That's that's how it is. Uh, you know, that's, all that's right. what happens, you know? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is... <laughs> that's the sexy I'm striving for today on this episode. So we're going to be touching uh, a topic today that we all have as males. And females have it too. And animals and... Lots of fun things. We're talking about, as you saw in the title, pheromones. Whoa, ayo. Whoa. Whoa. You read that title. Don't lie. You clicked on this just because of that title. Yeah, you did. And then they stayed for Tisha's sexy uh, little scant there. Yeah, just a ton of bits. I can't show it all off. Then you guys would be wooing over me. Wooing. Tish, they're already wooing over me. Or I'd be wooing you, I guess. Maybe that's a... I don't know. Something like that. Mm. So, pheromones. Let's uh, let's talk a little about it. Who knows what they are? Pheromones isn't like a scent that is given off in order to attract or really all it is is like a a scent that gives off. So it's a smell, a chemical smell that is released from one's person or an animal. It could be an animal too in order to have an attractive mate, or it's a natural excretion of chemicals, right? You you give off an odor, Tish. Yeah, natural odor. Yeah. Is that pheromone? Like Axe body spray or Dracar Noir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, that was almost on the nose. So yeah, pheromone. Yeah. It's a chemical that an animal produces, which changes the behavior of another animal of the same species. So example, Tish. He goes to the gym. He gets a little sweaty. In the sweat. He contains hormones that then the opposite sex or gay members of the same sex will perceive him to be a desirable mate. Nice. Nice. So yeah. pheromones, they have, a, they have a few different behavior altering agents. And it's not just humans, as we said. You know, it's all across the board. Uh, let's play a game. Humans did studies, and in 1970, we discovered what animal... Has pheromones. It's the first animal we said, hey, okay, that's called a pheromone. A monkey. A, a cat. A skunk. Ooh, no. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Lamp. Lamp. Oh. 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 A lightning bug. Moth. Moth. Moth, yes. Moth. The moth. Yeah. Nice. Moth yes. love lamp. So they found it in a moth. So moths, they have pheromones, and that's what we discovered first, which many insects, actually, they use that, and they use pheromones, actually, to communicate, which there's 
four different main forms of pheromones, which those would be releaser, primer, signaler, and modulator. So that would be those four. So uh, we're gonna talk about these kinds of pheromones today. And then afterwards, we're gonna touch on do pheromones actually exist? Because in humans, there's very little evidence that we actually have pheromones. Although a lot of people actually think we do, but there's nothing really to, to support it. Minus some weird little case studies with ovulating woman and uh, some breast milk. So four types of pheromones. We got releasers, signalers, modulators, and primers. Let's talk about the first one, releasers. These okay. are short acting pheromones that cause an instant or specific behavioral response, such as finding a potential mate. These are mainly ones that are secreted in males in sweat and then in females, and I'm talking about humans, of course, uh, but in females in female urine. These are ones that you smell it, it goes in the olfactory nerve, and you're like, okay, me likey. The next one, <laughs> it is signaler, oh, ugh. signaler pheromones, which these are more social. These are ones that a lot of animals, such as the moths or insects like crickets, that they use that they signal these out and, you know, a cricket will, will smell this little guy and then go, oh, that this cricket is blank in the hierarchy. It's the alpha male of the, of the cricket community. Or, oh, this cricket is hungry right now. So that's what they use, uh, you know, a lot of animals, which in animals we have proven that they have pheromones. Again, humans, not a lot of evidence out there. So the next okay. one would be modulator pheromones, which not a lot on them, but it just affects mood and emotions. And the last one would be primer, which we're gonna be talking a little about in humans, which those influence reproductive and developmental systems such as puberty and menstruation. Heyo! Whoa. Period. <laughs> Whoa, nice. <laughs> Boom, informed. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> sexy. After saying basically the different types of pheromones, you know, the question is how do they function, which as I said, most people, they detect it uh, through the nose, through the VNO, which is the vomeronasal organ. This is where they question whether humans uh, can actually have pheromones or if we can actually detect pheromones. Humans, when they're fetuses, they have a fully functioning VNO. By the time of conception, I'm sorry, by the time of birth, that is now longer uh, not functioning. Why is that the so case? So it's at its most effective while they're in the womb. Correct, yeah. So it's still open, but the question is, do we actually even have pheromones? Which we'll get into it a little bit with a pregnant woman and some stuff showing basically that in the milk and the mother uh, pheromones, and that's why it creates a bond and, you know, babies, you know, latching on nipples and et cetera. But uh, mm -hmm. that's for like, I don't know, four minutes down the road. So bear what? with us if you're... Yeah. Why is it the case that those pheromones cease after birth? It's just part of the developmental process of the baby. So as we know, the baby is a zygote. In 14 mm -hmm. days, it turns into you know a cell and then several cells. And then nine months later, there's this you know baby coming out. It's just part of the process. As it develops, the VNO is something that's formed and it's functioning and open but then by the time of birth when everything else develops the the baby typically needs room for everything else to to form so it, it's kind of like just like evolution almost how we have uh what is it like our, our tailbone 
you know, that we don't need that anymore or uh, our appendix per se, you know. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that there that just isn't functioning, which there's a lot of, you know, things in the body that it's just like, well, okay. Vestigial. Yeah, exactly. In the males, they secrete something called A-N-D. It's called androstodone, which is found in male sweat. And then in females, there is estronol, which is in the female urine, a.k.a. EST. So if you hear A-N-D or EST from here on out, those is what it stands for. So with that being said, we'll touch a little bit into... Okay, so does it exist? That is the question, and I will answer. So let's start from the beginning. Gustav Jager, which he died in 1917. He was a German doctor and hygienist, and he's thought to be the first scientist to put the idea forward about pheromones. So he's the first one that came out and talked about pheromones. So then researchers at the University of Chicago, they then did a bunch of studies where they claimed that the synchronization of women's menstrual cycles to unconscious odor cues were caused by mm-hmm. pheromones. Maybe you guys have heard this before that your periods mm-hmm. can sync up. Not mine. No? I don't get those. Oh. But I've heard girls do. Yeah, girls. They, they sync up by the full moon. They I've all heard girls like, get hold hands and they go under the moon. Yeah, whoa, they do a little whoa. circle. And they dance in a circle tank. and they draw a star under <laughs> upside down in the dirt. Do a little seance. And they sacrifice a goat. Oh, Tish, you had me at the first half there where you were like, you know, full moon. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I thought you had, but, but, but then uh, you led me off the bridge. Yeah, um, I did. Yeah. The researcher at Chicago, her name was Martha <laughs> McClintock, and it was later deemed the McClintock effect. And basically they did some studies where they would have sweat from a group of women and then these women would then be around the sweat. The menstrual cycles either accelerated, slowed down, or stayed the same. But mainly it accelerated or slowed down depending on when ovulation was. So all these studies were done, this came out, and then years later, they basically did more studies on that, which then there was just contrary evidence to it, only because human sexual nature is so complex, they say there's other factors and you can't just pinpoint it on one. Which Ethan, as you know, a big sciencey guy, uh, you know that there's a lot of uh, factors in an experiment, for example. And if there's too many, then you can't, you know, say, well, there's this. You need just one control, which we're not able to do in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much concludes uh, the study from the University of Chicago. Basically, it came out. They said that there is an influence, but then other studies came out. So now we have multiple case studies saying conflicting things. So no conclusive evidence. We're now going to jump forward. A study was published in the Respirology magazine in January of 2016, basically stating that AND and EST were functioning pheromones. So in this study, basically there was an experiment where they exposed participants to one of three scents. There was the control, there's the possible pheromone, either AND or EST, and then just another blank control group. They asked the participants to do a task assigning, you know, gender perception, attractiveness, basically rating all these people. How likely would you date them? How would you smash? Yes or no? Would you hold their hand? Are you going to tickle their, their toes? Uh, 
And in that one, there was also no conclusive evidence. It didn't matter if you had smelled the pheromones of the person, if you smelled the sweat and then looked at the person or not. Um, it made absolutely no difference. Basically, rolling so it, does, that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So with humans, there's no way to know. A lot of the studies basically is people conjecture that babies, they suckle on a woman's teat due to pheromones in the lactating milk from a mother. And so they say that's the reason that a mother grows such a great bond with the baby is due to these pheromones, which we can see that in nature with other mammals, but we haven't been able to pinpoint it in humans, but we do see it in nature with these others. And that's why it's like, well, it works with them. Why wouldn't it be with us if it's the same mm-hmm. bond? So there is proof that humans have pheromones, but what's left up to conjectures the uh, efficiency or the, you know, Efficacy? Yeah, the efficacy of these. Correct, yeah. So there is proof that humans have uh, multiple pheromones uh, secreted in different things, which, you know, it's all just... There's there's exosecretions, which are basically just anything outside of the body. So that includes urine, sweat, uh, seminal fluid, uh, vaginal fluid, those items. Um, And you can find pheromones in them. Whether they work or not uh, is the question. Because if they don't, then it's just like those are just hormones. Then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can I continue to use my Axe body spray and not have it affect my pheromones? <laughs> yeah, actually, they released a study in 2019 that it'll alter your DNA. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so it's just gonna make you a little too sexy. So. Well, <laughs> I'll be well, running down a beach in no us. time. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's been studies done too that excessive Axe body spray use leads to the purchase of affliction genes, again increasing <laughs> your chance at uh, procreation. So, whoa, make me the ultra alpha male. That was a little LOL there for you guys. LOL. That being said, I'm going to ask you guys a question after everything. Love at first sight. If love at first sight is a thing, there's a great chance that it's due to pheromone attraction. Because you meet a lot of people, and they say how pheromones work is you can meet someone, and those pheromones are so strong that instantly you have a connection. Or you can meet someone else, and instantly there's no connection. So the question, love at first sight. Do you believe in it, and do you think pheromones could be an influence? I think you mean love at first smell, right, Jared? (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 dang Touché. it. Don't embarrass me on my podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love at first smell. <clears throat> Tish, you believe in love at first first smell? Uh, I I don't, unfortunately. Um, I think it takes more than that. It takes uh, getting to know the person, their personality, um, see if they jive mentally, not just with pheromones and the sight of the person. How do you explain the hit TV show 90 Day Fiance? Ooh. Ooh, 90 Day Fiance. Um, do, love is Blind? Or Love is Ooh. Blind, yeah. Love they, is they Blind, you can smell the them, though. The love smells. Ooh, I'm going to agree with Zach. I also don't believe in love at first sight. I think when you see somebody, you can be very attracted to them and almost lustful towards that person. 
and then that just continues to grow as you get to know the person and you could say like oh i knew from the beginning but really i think you were just super like physically attracted to somebody i don't know that love at first sight exists that's fair but that doesn't mean you can't love at first sight mm, that's good well then then it does exist if, yeah, if, I, I realized as I was saying that 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 was a little bit of a, you know, circle there. But, so, <laughs> so you no. think it it could happen? It just For didn't happen people, to you maybe. guys. I think you can say it was love at first sight, but I don't think it actually was. I don't think you can love at first sight. You could be infatuated at first sight. Yeah, because of you know somebody's physical looks, somebody you know somebody with how they look, and then. You move on from there and actually get to know the person, but yeah. So it's infatuation more than love. Yes. So Tish, were you infatuated? I have been infatuated a lot in my life. So yeah. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. All right, Especially by you, Ethan. Alright, Ethan. If yes, you sir. if you could secrete pheromones, would you choose to secrete them through your sweat, your saliva, or your urine? Go. Okay. Whoa. Amazing question. Amazing question. Sweat, saliva, or urine? Not urine. Uh, <laughs> saliva. Saliva for sure. Saliva? Yeah. Because I could do that on command. Yeah, you'd be drooling everywhere. Whoa, well, hold on. on no, 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 You're no. telling me you don't sweat <laughs> on command? No, I, I don't sweat. I'm sweating I now. Out. I could sweat. <laughs> sweat pretty I know, I know, Trust me, I, I, trust me, I know boy. you guys can. I, I know this. This is information that I already knew. Okay, so... You, you, so it sounded like you said pheromones do exist in humans, but they don't. So since no, they no, no, con- no. okay, since sounds like they do uh, a little bit. So can we use can scientists <laughs> use the pheromones that we know they exist to try to improve um, matchmaking, for example? Or is there another way that we can use them somehow? Um, Zach, I'm so glad you asked that question yeah. um, because in preparation for this episode, we are releasing an exclusive Whoa. The Uninformed Matchmaking Service where all you have to do is send in all your body secretions and we <laughs> <laughs> we will match you up with another person. So, you heard it here first. Subscribe to us on Twitter and <laughs> send us your, your saliva, sweat, and, and yeah. other yucky stuff. Yeah. Urine, yes. Yeah, not the other stuff. Um, but no, I, I, actually, to answer that, um, no. So pheromones, there's it's very inconclusive whether or not uh, yeah. pheromones work. Um, so gotcha. it wouldn't make sense. But to answer, they have done advertising. You've seen probably a lot of times before, even the Axe body spray commercials where chicks come running from super oh, far man. away. Yeah. You know where it's you know eliciting pheromones, or you can actually buy products. You can pay hundreds of dollars and. You know, there's pheromones, you know, which whether they work or not, but they say, you know, yeah, these work. Or in real world application, let's say you have a dog that has a lot of anxiety. There's something called CAP, it's something calming uh, pet. That it's a collar that they take oh, milk from a yeah, my dog, has dog. They put it on the neck of the dog and it'll calm the dog. Okay. Uh, so, I thought my, my dog's collar is CBD, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. Do- I've seen dogs take calming chews, so it's like the same thing, but not in a chewable form. It's just yeah. So those are yeah. CBDs. This one it yeah. takes yeah. it takes uh, pheromones from uh, a lactating dog, mm-hmm. and then it puts it on a collar. It's almost like a flea collar. It lasts for a bit, and it's yeah. said that it's supposed to calm. 
uh, because it's a property that we it, we know it's proven it exists that it works in dogs when it's lactating with with their babies that it calms them. Hmm. I see. So, cool. But nice. matchmaking service probably not. Yeah, gotcha. If you could have working pheromones for a day, what you wake up? What's the first thing you're doing? Going to France to the nude beaches, baby. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think you'd make it that far? You'd probably get swarmed on the plane, the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Plus, also, not to get into the science of it, but I'm pretty sure if you were on a beach with the sand, the breeze, the ocean, I don't know how effective your pheromones would be. That's a good point. Man, you clearly have not thought to, thought about this. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You got me. Um, but you know what I have thought about? Closing out the episode. Because this <laughs> is the perfect time to close it out. There's so I want to thank everybody for gathering on this journey with us. I wish you could see us, smell us, and lick us right now to get some pheromones on you. But oh, you wow. can't. So, some pheromones in your ears, if I may. Till the next time. Saranara. Sayonara. Peace out. Oh, <laughs> Rock and roll.